First Peter chapter two and verse twenty-four. Hallelujah! The Lord is here. Amen. I'm thankful that I can worship Him. There's still a venue, amen, for me to get crazy, worship the Lord. Hallelujah. I didn't grow up going to all the ball games and all the entertainment venues, amen, to have fun. I grew up going to church, amen. My sister probably knows what I'm talking about, amen. I had fun in church, amen. I ran the aisles, I shouted, I I danced. Uh, When I was a kid, I made fun of people that worshiped and I became a worshiper, Amen. And I would take off run the aisles. But uh, we have a good time in the house of the Lord. And I'm thankful, amen, that he is here. Amen. One thing that you will never find in a true apostolic church is boredom. Amen. Uh, I believe that God has excitement for the church. It is exciting living for the Lord. Hallelujah. There is nothing better to do in all of your life than find your way to an old-fashioned altar and give your heart to Christ and say, God, from this day forward, my life is in your hands. If you want to live an exciting, exhilarating life, amen, realizing potential, give your life to Christ and say, Father, would you lead me and would you guide me? Amen. God will not leave you disappointed today. Hallelujah. It truly is a life of fulfillment. And I am thankful, amen, for his hand at work in my life. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 24. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree. Amen. You talk about weight that was upon his back. If you thought you had a weight upon your back when you came to the Lord, you, you just take that weight and you multiply it by uh, millions and even billions of uh, times over. That's the weight that he felt upon his shoulders on the cross. He's, and the Bible says that we, being dead to sin, should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. And then if you'd skip over in your Bible to Isaiah chapter 53, verses 4 and 5. I'm going to read just two more verses of Scripture, then we'll have you be seated. And thank you for standing with me for the reading of the word of the Lord. Isaiah chapter 53 and verses 4 and 5, saying, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God. And afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Amen. Someone say for my sins. He was wounded for my sins. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Hallelujah. With his stripes we are healed. Hallelujah. And I'm going to just talk to you for a few moments on this Sunday morning. Amen. On the... The heavy weight that was upon his back. The heavy weight that was upon his back. Hallelujah. Let's set our Bibles down. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Ask him to speak to every heart. Lord, we thank you for the privilege to come to the house of the Lord. That we can hear, Lord, the word of God preached. That we can worship together, Lord. And we pray for all your perfect will to be done. We pray, God, for your hand to be at work in this service. Speak to each and every one of our hearts today. We pray, God, the anointing would fall. 
in the house, Lord. We pray that there would be healings. There would be deliverances. There would be infillings of your spirit, Lord. And will not fail to give you glory and honor. Everyone said in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. Hallelujah. A man by the name of Paul Anderson was listed in the Guinness Book of World Records as having lifted uh, a little over three tons of weight via a back lift. Amen. Three tons is over 6,000 pounds that he lifted. Uh, This took place on June the 12th, 1957 in the state of Georgia. It is also mentioned as the heaviest weight ever lifted by a single individual. And then there was a new world record uh, that was set, that had been set for the deadlift by the 2014 Arnold Strongman by Zedrunas Zavikas at uh, 1,155 uh, pounds or eight big rig tires. And he was pushing these, uh, the, he was lifting them on the, as a deadlift. Uh, and so these particular individuals that I'm highlighting from the onset of my message this morning, uh, they highlight some of the most extreme, uh, strong individuals that have ever walked this planet uh, and that we have a record of. Uh, uh, lifting weights as a youngster, uh, I tried my very best and the most that I could get in my pathetic uh, state was 245 pounds and I had these couple of big plates on each side of the bar and I thought I was doing a lot of weight and I was impressing myself that's the only one I was impressing uh, and I, I did my very best uh, to to bulk up and to get as strong as possible and of course as young men do uh, when they think that they're nice and strong and fit they take pictures of themselves so they can remember it and of course you know me I took a picture because I knew in my own, in my mind, I would never be this strong again because I was going to get married. And so that just, I just had a feeling it wasn't going to happen and working out and all the good stuff. But I was trying to, trying to be big like Arnold. Uh, I was trying my very best to always reach a new max on the bench press. Uh, but First Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 8 uh, would always haunt me. And it said, for bodily exercise profits little. Uh, but godliness is profitable unto all things. And so uh, there, there's, there's different individuals uh, through the course of history that have uh, attempted to set world records and to lift heavy loads upon their back and push it with their, with their legs. And you maybe have seen different individuals that they get the long cable and they're trying to pull big rigs and they're pulling semis and diesels and they're pulling them and, and others are flipping these massive uh, tires and they're trying to they're trying to get strong and, and show their strength amen but none of these individuals amen have come close to the weight that was born upon the back of our savior as he hung there on the cross and died for all of humanity Hallelujah, I have seen individuals come to church through the years and you see them walk through the doors of the church and you see that that heavy load upon their back. I myself have felt it a time or two in my struggles as a young man. And I remember coming to church one time on a Wednesday night and I remember being there sitting in the chairs and, and I, I thought to myself, this is my last service. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to come back to church anymore. I'm just going to wave the 
white flag and throw in the towel. And I remember as I stood there in the, those pews on that Sunday, on that Wednesday evening in, in San Jose, and I remember uh, my, I had my, my fists clenched, so, and they were on both sides of my waist, and I had my hands down, and the Spirit of God was moving in that place. And I knew that God wanted to change my destiny on that particular evening. But I remember, Brother Nathan, amen, that my hands, they felt like cement blocks. I could not get them up. And though everybody began to crowd around me, and they began to pray over me and lay their hands on me and, and pray, God help, Brother Nate. I remember my hands felt like cement blocks. And I thought I could never get my hands up. Amen, I made up my mind. Amen, but I'm here to tell somebody today that the power of God is greater, amen, than any force of hell that would present itself against your life. If you will just simply give God the opportunity to work in your life, He will not leave you the same. Hallelujah, there is a radical transformation. And I remember I thought, well, I'm not going to run. I'm just going to stay here and, and maybe something will happen. I don't know. I just can't seem to get my hands up and give them to the Lord and surrender. But people kept praying and they kept praying and they kept praying and tears were falling. Amen. They were falling down my face, but my hands felt heavy. And then suddenly, amen, somewhere out of, out of nowhere it seemed like God held me. And he began to lift that load off my shoulders. And my hands sprung up in the air. And I began to say, amen, a simple, honest prayer. Amen, Jesus. Just help me. Help me, Lord. Help me. Take this load off my shoulders. Take this load that I'm carrying, the weight that I'm bearing, God. Would you take it from me? I'm giving myself to you again. If you'll help me, God, each and every day to walk uprightly before the Lord. If you'll help me, God, I'll give it another shot. God, you can surely help me. I'm a man, I'm a young man of, of endless frailties and inconsistencies and shortcomings. But God, here I am in your presence. And I'm saying, God, take this load off of my shoulders. And just like he's done for many of you, he did for me again on that Wednesday evening. He lifted that load. I'm going to tell you today, there is a load, amen, that only one person can bear. There is a load, and you're not intended to be the one to bear the load. Hallelujah, that some of you are carrying today. There is a load and a weight that you must learn to lay it down at the feet of Jesus and say, Father, this is a weight, this is a load that only you can bear. And I refuse to be the one to bear it. God, I'm giving myself to you. Hallelujah. I've seen them walk in the doors of church. Amen. With just that heavy load of sin. And I remember uh, one couple that came to our church many years ago, Bobby and Maria. And they came from a uh, just a lifestyle of alcohol and drinking and partying and, and physical abuse. And, and just all of the things that go along, it seems like, with sin. And I remember seeing Bobby and Maria come to church uh, that, that one particular day. And I remember seeing just that, that darkness upon his face. And it wasn't because he was dark complected. Don't mistake me. It was because 
lighter. And it wasn't again because of his complexion. It was because there was a glow. Amen. As the load was lifted. And he carried the load. Hallelujah. There is amen, a transformation that God will bring about in a person's life. When they say, God, I'm going to cast my load at your feet. The weight upon my shoulders. I'm giving it to you. It's yours. I'm not going to try and bear this all by myself. Maybe you're a single mother today. Maybe there's, maybe you're a single father today. Maybe, maybe you've got lots of uh, things that you're carrying in, 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 your, in your person, uh, upon your soul, upon your mind. And maybe there's all these weights and you feel like, man, the gray hairs are coming quicker than, than I ever thought possible. And the stresses are mounting and all of the things are going on in my life. Hallelujah. It's not a time for you to set world records and say, watch me as I... As I bear more weight upon my shoulders. Watch me as I set world records. It's not the time to do that. It is time in those situations to say, God, what I'm going to do with the weight that's upon my shoulders is I'm going to find my way to an altar and I'm going to lay it down at your feet. And I'm going to say, God, take this weight. Take this load, God. This is not meant for me to bear. It's meant for me to give it to you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's not, even as some think a badge of honor, to bear certain loads. There are certain things that you can't mistake them as you're meant to carry them. For instance, when you get to heaven, if, if, uh, if everything goes well in your life and you make the right decisions and, and you follow the plan of salvation, you get to those pearly gates and whether it's Peter or John or an angel, whoever uh, says, well done, brother. Uh, well done, Nathan Hall. Well done. Here's a crown upon your head. Here's a crown for all the things that you've been able to overcome in life. You think, well, man, I'm going to show this thing off. Look what I did. Woo! Look at all these jewels in my crown. Don't get blinded. I know I got lots of jewels in my crown. But here's the thing. Certain things are not meant for you to bear. The crown that is set upon your head when you get through the pearly gates is meant for one thing and one thing alone. It's for you to get into his presence and to cast your crown before his throne and say, God, you are worthy of praise. And I, God, I'm going to give things back to you. I'm going to live my life with an open hand saying the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. God, there's loads and there's weights in my life that it's not meant for me to bear all by myself. Amen. Maybe it's a troubled marriage. Maybe it's kids. Maybe it's a job. Maybe it's relationships and all of these things. And you say, well, I, I've just got to grin and bear it. No. It's meant for you to say, where is Jesus? He's here in this place of prayer in my bedroom. I'm going to find myself on bending knee. I'm going to say, God, take it again. God, take it again. Take the weight that's upon my shoulders and it's buried. Hallelujah, God, I'm going to give this to you. Hallelujah. First Peter, in 1 Peter 2 and 24 that we read, the Bible says that he bore 
amen, the sins upon his body. Amen. What is the sin that is discussed there? Sin is the transgression against the laws of God. It is willful. It is willful sin. And sometimes it is even unintentional sin. But we cross, amen, the the barrier of the law of God. And the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. Hallelujah. How do do you remember as a young boy or a young girl? When you know you did wrong during the early part of the day. For me, this is my story. And my mother said, wait till your daddy gets home. Anybody ever heard that before? Wait till your daddy gets home. He's going to give it to you. And it wasn't a chocolate either. He was going to spank me. He was going to pull out the belt and give me a little whooping. And I knew it. And all day long. I was a somber individual all day long. Man, I got him coming. Don't talk to me. Don't play with Paul. I'm already in trouble. You're going to give me more whoopings. Not now, Brother Jeremiah. I got a whooping coming my way. What time is it? Oh, man. Two hours to kick off. Hey, man, my dad's going to whoop me. He's going to tan my hide. And, and, I, and you, 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 if you've been there, you remember all day long you just waited for that. And it was a wait. And it was just boring. And you thought about all every minute of the day until dad got home. I'm going to get a whooping today when dad gets home. And I hope he gets lots of traffic there in San Jose. And I hope I hope he works overtime. And, and I hope he forgets about it. I hope mom forgets about it. But you got that weight upon your, your shoulders. And you're thinking about it all day long. And the same thing with sin. I know I got it coming to me. I know I'm not living right. I know I've been doing things the wrong way. I know that there's a hell that's hot and it's waiting on me. I know that the troubles I'm experiencing in life are because I'm not living for God. Amen. It begins to wear on you and it weighs heavy on an individual. And that is why over the course of time, you begin to see people with a long face and they're hunched over and they're just weary from sin and the weight of sins upon their life. But let me point out something to you. One thing that happens when somebody receives the Holy Ghost is each and every time they come to an altar, they stand erect, they stand upright, their hands go up, their heads uplifted because God's not wanting you to stay in a depressed, amen, shocking down state. But God says, amen, lift up your eyes unto the hills, lift up your hands, lift up your head, amen, your redemption draws nigh. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The weight comes from knowing the heavy price that must be paid from living the life away from God. That weight gets heavier and heavier because as we move forward, we get weaker and weaker. And we don't make right decisions anymore. Let me say that again. The longer a person lives in sin, the weight gets heavier and heavier. And the individual gets weaker and weaker. Therefore, is it any wonder that suicide begins to become a viable option? It appears to be the easy way out from under the load. But Christ says, that's not meant for you to carry. That's meant for you to throw it at my feet. That's meant for you to watch me as I carry the load upon my back. 
Amen. That's meant for me to carry. Let me move quickly today. Amen. In Isaiah chapter 53 and 4, it is not really sin that is spoken of, but the evil which is consequent upon human sin. Although not always a direct consequence of the sins of the individual. One Bible commentator supposes that the Lord Jesus was smitten with leprosy while on the cross. The most fearful and dreaded type of sickness of that day. Uh, This sickness would mean banishment from all family and friends. and, And living without the city and being doomed to a life of pain and suffering. Hallelujah. The the things that Jesus bore upon the cross. Hallelujah. He took the things past, present, and future upon his back. And said, watch me as I take care of the load that you are not meant to, to carry by yourself. In Isaiah 53 and 4, the sense is that of sustaining, of bearing, of upholding and caring. As when one removes a burden from the shoulders of another individual and places it on his own. Those are the words that are used in Isaiah 53 and 4. He is carrying your sorrows, your burdens, your issues upon his back. The weight of the world was upon his shoulders. This is all the sin that was ever committed. This is all the sickness that was ever conceived. This is all the betrayals anybody ever experienced. This is all the hurts that anyone has ever had to live with. This is a personal slander that some have experienced. This is, this is all of the fighting animosities and the, the quarreling and the strives. This is all of, the, of the, the turmoil in the world. He bore that upon his shoulders on the cross. The weight of the world. Many other scriptures that show us what Jesus did for us and what he still has the power to do. The Bible says he took our infirmities and bear our sicknesses. Hallelujah. Uh, John 14, 27 says, Let not your heart be troubled, neither neither let it be afraid. Uh, John 16 and 33 says, That in me you might have peace in the world, tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Matthew 11 and 28 says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Someone say, Praise the Lord. Hebrews 12 and 1 says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that does easily beset us, that we might be able to run with patience the race that is set before us. Hallelujah. What you've got to do with the things that are upon your shoulders, upon your heart, is you've got to do one thing and one thing alone, and that is bring it to Jesus. Bring it to Jesus. Bring it to Jesus. To the man or the woman who has made terrible mistakes. Hallelujah. Bring it to Jesus. To the individual who thinks I'm too far gone for God to help me. Bring it to Jesus. To the individual who doesn't know how your family will make it financially. Bring it to Jesus. Bring it to Jesus. To the person who's thinking or has thought of giving up on life and ending their life. Bring it to Jesus. 
to the sole breadwinner who's feeling the financial burden weigh heavy upon you at various times. Amen. Cast your cares upon Him and bring it to Jesus. Hallelujah. Bring it to Him. Would you stand with me today as we close this tonight, today? Hallelujah. Would you lift up your hands in this place? Would you close your eyes? Would you take a few moments as the music begins to play softly? I'm asking somebody just to reach out to him in this house today. Come on, I don't know if uh, I don't I don't know if you think you can bear it all by yourself. But what I want to tell somebody is your responsibility is not to bear the burden by yourself. Your responsibility is to take the load and the weight and to give it to Jesus. Bring it to Jesus. There's a song that was written as I closed here today uh, several years ago by a man named Scott Wesley Brown. His song was entitled, He Will Carry You. He said, there is no problem too big that God cannot solve it. He said, there is no mountain too tall that God cannot move it. He said, there is no storm that's too dark that God cannot calm it. There is no sorrow that's too deep that God cannot soothe it. And he began to write, he said, if he carries the weight of the world upon his shoulders, I know, my brother, that he will carry you. I know, my sister, that he will carry you. He said, come unto me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. Hallelujah, if he carries the weight of the world upon his shoulders. I know he'll carry you today. I know he'll carry somebody today. One more time, let's worship him today. Whatever you have need of, come on, whatever you have need of today, whatever you have need of, I want you just to lift up your hands and lift up your voice. Right where you are. I want you to take a few moments on this Sunday morning and say, Jesus, I'm giving this to you. Jesus, I'm giving it to you. Jesus, I'm giving it to you. Come on. All across this house. Lord, we love you today. Lord, we magnify you today. Come on, Jesus. I lift up the name of Jesus. Come on. We're through this morning. We're through this 